Hello, hello, iTap Online community, and welcome to a new episode of the Lost in the Shuffle Tap Dance Podcast brought to you by your online source for tap dance education, itaponline.com. My name is Hillary Marie. I am your host, and I'm here to support you in your tap dance journey with quick and easy access to new knowledge and fresh inspiration. I am super, super passionate about supporting tap teachers. That is my mission here. I want to support tap teachers so that together we can grow the tap dance community one passionate tap dance student at a time. And I want to help you be the best tap teacher that you can be for your students. So recently, I posed a question to over 2,000 TAP teachers and TAP students in the ITAP Online community. Now, if you are not in the ITAP Online community Facebook group, get to it, my friend. Go to itaponlinecommunity.com and that link will reroute you to the ITAP Online community Facebook group or search ITAP Online community in your Facebook app and request to join us. It is a beautiful, beautiful online community of passionate tap teachers and students coming together, celebrating all things tap dance, seeking advice, offering advice, supporting each other. You know, this Facebook group is everything that I was truly hoping that it would be for the tap dance community in the online abyss of, you know, all things social media. So back to the question. I asked everybody in the ITAP online community to share what steps their students struggle with the most so that I can give them my tips and tricks on how to approach their technique in class. And the answers were very wide ranging. You know, uh, we've got everything from waltz clogs, maxi fords, to just the concept of silence and swing or, you know, traditional time steps. So I'm going to go through each of the steps that everybody shared, and I'm going to share with you my tips and tricks on how I approach these specific techniques in my classes with my students and hope that it will bring some confidence and clarity to you as a teacher and some clean, clear sounds to your students. So the first one here is a waltz clog. So waltz clog, step shovel, ball change, step shovel, ball change, step, step, or falap shovel, ball change, falap shovel, ball change, falap, falap. Now the weight change of a waltz clog is what really trips students up. So to counteract this, I like to do shuffle falap across the floor to get them controlling when they throw a shuffle versus when they throw a flap, right? So shuffle, falap, shuffle, falap, the right, the right, the left, the left. And if they can control when it's a shuffle, when it comes up versus when it's a flap and when it takes a weight change, then doing a step like a waltz clog, a combination step like that becomes a lot easier. All right, so the next thing that I have here is, you know, everybody was talking about how hard it is for their students to swing, just swinging in general, even if it's swinging flaps. So swing is, you know, this is, this is music, this is groove that we're talking about. And the reason that we're running into this issue in the first place, the reason that we have so many dancers right now in this generation of dance 
struggling with the concept of swing is, you know, put simply, the music that they're listening to today is straight grooves in 4-4 time with electronic instruments. So they're just not connecting with swing as naturally as older generations do. Now, the best thing that we can do for our students is to mix up the music. I love introducing jazz music around age eight for across the floor exercises because all basic across the floor steps like falap, falap heel, falap ball change, etc. All of those swing. All of those basic across the floor steps swing. Now, I keep it easy for them though. I, I won't use straight up instrumental tracks. Instead, I'll use Something like Frank Sinatra, because there are words that they can connect to. It's big band. It's a little bit clear. And then as they get older, we move them over to, you know, strictly instrumental music. So when it comes to swing, you really have to take the time to make sure that they're surrounding themselves with that music, with that genre, before you can expect them to truly connect with swinging a step. So it's all about planting the seeds. And I find that across the floor is a really great place to plant that seed. Next, we have Maxi Fords. And specifically, everyone was saying that it's really hard for their students to get that shuffle crispy clean. Now, here's the reason why that they're not getting that shuffle clean. It's because they have to leap onto the foot that they're shuffling, right? Step, shuffle, leap, toe. That's a maxi forward. So they're shuffling. If you step on the left and you shuffle the right foot, they have to leap onto that foot that they're shuffling. And as a result, they will cut their shuffle uh, short. It will turn into step brush, step toe, for example. So what I like to say to my students is I always tell them, finish your shuffle before you move on. And they know that finishing your shuffle means that it had two sounds. It had a brush and it had a spank. So I will always ask them, did you finish your shuffle? Make sure you finish your shuffle. Are you finishing your shuffle? It doesn't look like you finished your shuffle. So that's the anecdote that I really like to give my students when it comes to backseat forwards is finish your shuffle. All right, next we have rolling shuffles. So speaking of shuffles, we have rolling shuffles. Rolling shuffles are, you know, step shuffle, step shuffle, leap shuffle, leap shuffle, leap shuffle, leap shuffle, right? Now triplets alone are a struggle in general for many students to hear. They struggle to hear it, they struggle to count it, and they struggle to replicate it. Triplets, one and a two and a three and a four and a step shuffle, step shuffle, leap shuffle, leap shuffle. Now triplets are a swing thing. So this goes back to the overall struggle of swinging steps. So when you're dealing with hop shuffles or shuffle heel or rolling shuffles, right? Hop shuffle, hop shuffle, hop shuffle, or shuffle heel, shuffle heel, shuffle heel, or step shuffle, step shuffle, step shuffle. What you'll find is your students are most likely snapping their shuffle. That's what I call it. They're snapping their shuffle, which makes it even harder. So instead they're going step shuffle, step shuffle, step shuffle, step shuffle, or shuffle heel, shuffle heel, shuffle heel, shuffle so the issue here isn't the step it's not the actual technique but rather it's their ability to hear and connect to the triplet so in this situation you need to focus on their musicality and their ability to subdivide their ability to just hear the quarter note one two three four to one and a two and a three and a four and a. all right next we have silence just being okay with a 
cause in general. This was something a lot of people talked about. Now, funny story is I had a teacher who always filled our pauses with a clap. And so it took me so many years to break that habit. Anytime you know, I could be in anybody's rehearsal and there was silence, just whap, I'd throw that clap in there so fast. And that was a habit that I did have to break. So what I like to tell my students is, honor the silence and that saying seems to settle in well with them silence is golden silence is sacred the only reason that rhythm exists is because silence allows the space for us to subdivide so silence needs to be honored and that's what i always tell my students honor the silence Next, we have flat ball change for little ones, and that specifically they're struggling with the weight change and keeping their heels up, right? This is word for word, which so many teachers wrote in their post, in their response. Weight change and keeping their heels up when it comes to flat ball change. Now, the little ones are definitely going to struggle with it, so I personally like to teach them shuffle ball change first so that they can feel the weight change of a ball change. Then I will teach them a flap, then flap heel, then flap heel toe, and then I introduce flap ball change later on. So I like to do it in that specific order so that they can really understand the forward movement of a flap first. The other thing is... A lot of teachers focus on their students getting their heels up and off the floor. That's what they will always say. Pick your heels up, get your heels off the floor, but that's not what it's really about. It's about having your weight forward. When your weight is forward, you can comfortably keep your heels off the floor. But for example, you know, you could be in a releve with your weight centered and have your heels off of the floor. And that's no way to tap dance. So we have to be careful about telling our students to get off their heels and instead of asking, you know, I will never ask them to lift their heels. Instead, what I recommend is that you tell them to keep their weight forward and then teach them, teach them what it means to have their weight forward versus having their weight back. You know, it goes the same the other way. If your weight is in the back, you could easily balance on your heels with your toes up as long as your weight is in the proper place. So teach them the difference between having their weight forward, weight in the center and weight in the back. Next here, we have controlling shuffles in general, just having an ability to control the leg that is shuffling. I like to clean this up in my warm-ups. So I have progressive warm-up exercises and we work on this every week. So we take a shuffle from a quarter note to an eighth note to a triplet to a sixteenth note and we can also work our way backwards. So I'll have them go shuffle, 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 shuffle. Right? Going from an eighth note, sorry, a quarter note to an eighth note to a triplet to a sixteenth note. Every single week, we are working on keeping that shuffle super even, right? There's that saying, a shuffle is a shuffle is a shuffle is a shuffle. But not every shuffle is going to be shuffle, 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 a one, a two, a three, a four. Sometimes it's going to be shuffle, shuffle, one knee and a two knee and a, and you have to be able to teach your students to shuffle in each subdivision. So after we work it out in warm-ups with a quarter note, an eighth note, a triplet, and a sixteenth note, we'll shake it out with a swinging shuffle afterwards and just straight 
straight up shuffle, 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 shuffle to the front, the side, the front, the side, the front, the side, the back, the side, and we'll move that shuffle around. Now you can check out my progressive level exercises on itaponline.com. Go to free courses, right? There's a free course page and I share with you Uh, one progressive level exercise that spans three different levels, right? So it's one exercise, but it's appropriate for beginner, intermediate, and advanced levels. So you could check that out for free over at itaponline.com. Now, the last one that I have here that everybody mentioned that their students struggle with are traditional time steps, right? Stomp, hop, step, flap, ball change, right? The traditional or, you know, the single, the double, the triple, stomp, hop, flap, flap, ball change, hop, flap, flap, or stomp, hop, shuffle, step, flap, and stomp, hop, shuffle, step, right? Specifically, teachers mentioned that their students are struggling with the stomp. So many of them want to stamp, and leap instead of hopping, right? They're putting their weight on that stomp and they're rocking back and forth instead of having their weight center, stomping and lifting their foot up. Now, I teach a traditional time step as stomp, hop, step, flap, ball change to start. And that's it. We will just do stomp, hop, step, flap, ball change again, two, three, stomp, hop, step, flap, ball change. And we repeat that over and over again. I teach it to them on the right. And then I teach it to them on the left so that they understand the pattern. Then from there, we make it stomp, hop, step, flap, ball stomp. And I make them freeze with their foot in the air. That's super important because it's going to teach them that they can't put their weight forward onto that foot. From there, I explain to them what makes time steps tricky is that the end of the right foot is the beginning of the left foot and so on. So I explain that concept to them and then from there we say stomp, hop, step, flap, ball stomp, hop, step, flap, and then up, step, flap, pick it up, step, flap, pick up your foot, step, flap, and so on. So that is the way that I like to uh, teach traditional time steps. I know that they are very, very tricky. They're a very tricky concept specifically because the end of the right is the start of the left and the end of the left is the start of the right and they bleed into each other. But I find that if you teach it in this order, it makes it so much easier. My students walk away learning their single, double, and triple time steps all in one class and being very comfortable with weight change. So that is it for today, you guys. This was really beautiful. You know, I love hearing from tap teachers what it is that they specifically need help on. So if you have any questions, you can head to the ITAP Online Community Facebook group. You can post in there. And don't forget that ITAP Online family members, not only do they have 24-7 access to the ITAP Online Member Center, which includes the ITAP Online Video Library, but now they also have direct access to me twice a month for our live face-to-face chats. We talk all things tap dance. I answer all questions. I'll even demonstrate, you know, because this is a live face-to-face chat, I have the ability to dive deeper into your questions and answer you directly, not just verbally with a, you know, a Facebook post or with a podcast episode like this, but I like, I get to stand up and show you exercises that are going to help you get through it. And we get to 
we get to talk and we get to dive that much deeper. So if you're interested in being an ITAP Online family member, head to itaponline.com for more information to check it out. I wish you all the best in everything that you do. I hope you have an awesome tap class this week, and I hope that I'll have an opportunity to share some shuffles with you soon as an ITAP Online family member or somewhere in the world in my next class. All right, I wish you all the best, and I will catch you very, very soon. Mm-hmm.